Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Cinema Sommelier, where we taste test movies. I am Gary T. Moore. And I'm Zachary Wachaleski. And today we're going to talk about 2005 Zathura, A Space Adventure. All right, so Zathura, A Space Adventure. I have an easy way to describe this movie. It is the Jumanji in space. Um, the entire movie is, is it's basically that. Um, it's a family movie, as Jumanji is. It shows just the, the family dynamic um, through this adventure as told through a board game. So the board game's simple. You move forward until you reach the end, and then you go back to normal. Um, and as it goes, the turns will have twists and turns and things come, come out. Jumanji was animals and, and wildlife, and this was space. So it teleported them to space, and that that's that. Yeah, it's something. Uh, I So, uh, yes, I literally have space Jumanji in my notes. Um, there was a lot, there was a, a lot of pros and a lot of cons about this movie. Um, I went into it and I'm like, okay, John Favreau, let's do it. Yeah. You know, he, he usually touches stuff and turns it into gold. And I was looking at his list of movies that he's directed. And I have to say, I haven't seen all of them, but this was the worst one. Yeah. I, I would say I was a little disappointed as well. Like knowing the cast, as well as John Favre. I mean, Josh Hutcherson, Kristen Stewart, it, it, you can take or leave, but yeah. um, I, I think Jonah Bobo is also good. He's been in some big movies as well. And then you've got Dak Shepard, you've got Tim Robbins, like fantastic. Um, yeah. it, it, to me, it felt a bit out of time, I guess. Yeah. Like it's, it's all of these big names, but not really when they were big and something just didn't come together. Yeah, Dak Shepard kind of let me down. Like, I was looking forward to I think, honestly, like, I like Tim Robbins a lot. The the five minutes he was there. Um, I, I, I really liked him a lot. But, like, Dak Shepard, like, when he got there, I'm like, oh, cool, Dax is here. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's he's no Robin Williams. If, Th- if we make true. a comparison to Jumanji, which I think to me is probably the biggest difficulty within yeah. this movie is – the fact that it's so heavily compared to Jumanji. Dak Shepard doesn't have that kind of charisma no. as a Robin Williams. No. And I'm wondering, I'm like, I'm like, if Jumanji never happened, do you think we'd have this harsh of a criticism on Zathura? No, I, I don't think so. I wouldn't personally. I, I think my, my biggest pitfall is like, it, it is just Jumanji in space. It's got the exact same budget. It like, a lot of it was just recycled. Obviously, I will speak such high praise to all the actors and John yeah. Favreau in general, and we can get into some of that. Um, but I think that there's just something missing from this, and and we can, I guess, talk to that a little bit later. I was even so. If we start from the beginning, very good place to start. The beginning, I was like, this artwork is incredible. Like this is such a cool opening, and it like it gave me hope. It gave me like. This is going to be like almost like a nostalgic feel. I had never seen this before. So I was like waiting for like almost like a uh, like a rocket man type feel or something like that. And um, 
And I didn't get that. I'm like, it started off and I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Let's go. And I love the whole family dynamic. I'm like playing catch. Obviously there's some, you know, there's some beef between the brothers and all that kind of stuff. And that's great. But then it just kind of stopped. You meet, you meet Kristen's, uh, Kristen Stewart's character like 30 minutes into the movie. Yeah. Oh, you have a sister. What? It, it, I like the dynamic of the brothers. I'll speak positively uh, of, of, course. of parts of this movie. I think Josh Hutcherson and Jonah Bobo, they do a really good job. I don't, I don't have a brother per se, but like, I, I like the bond that they have this like back and forth bickering, like that dynamic throughout the movie holds no matter what stress and situation they were in. Yeah. They have had that back and forth, like he cheats and like that sibling rivalry almost. Yeah. Um, and I think that having that go out th- throughout the movie was very well done. Um, and that's on the actors and I think on the, the writing as well. It was, it was, I, mm, I almost feel like it was a little too much okay. though. Like it was just, cause it was like every other scene, like, Oh, I hate you. Oh, get out of my face. Oh, you cheated. Oh, you cheated. <laughs> and like, yeah, cool. But, uh, but uh, yes, I, to your point, that's how brothers are, right? I have two brothers and me and my oldest brother who or older brother who I see all the time. That's all we do is argue. Like even it's like, Hey, how are you? Argue. Like that's just how we are. One of my favorite scenes from that, um, and probably from the movie in general is when I forget Danny, I think is the younger brother uh, and Walter's the older brother, but Danny asks Walter like, Hey, make me some Mac and cheese. They're in the middle of this, just like insane board game in space. He's like, make me Mac and cheese. He's like, I don't know how to make Mac and cheese. Um, and so he starts making himself Mac and cheese and he goes over to the sink and Walter goes, the water's not going to work. We're in space. He turns the water on and it works. And he just like gives him that look like that side. eye look backwards yeah, of like, yeah. yeah, man, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, and then he goes over the stove. He's like, the gas is going to work. We're in space. And he turns on the gas. He's like, any more advice? I'm like, and that's the humor that I, I think you can take from this movie of like, there's so many sly remarks. Uh, yeah. and jokes throughout this movie that I thought kept it pretty fresh from like a a movie that can get kind of cyclical and, and a bit old. And yeah, I tried I I tried to find like the the little things. Uh there were just like too many problems I had. Like for a good thing, I loved the house, right? Yeah. I feel like we'd like I I feel like I knew the house. I literally wrote familiar house in my notes. It seemed like Disturbia, the house from Disturbia or like any just big Maybe even, like, uh, Lights Out. It seemed like that house. It was a very big... I don't like the fact that they considered it, like, an old house. Because I it looked gorgeous to me. And I, I was a big fan of it. Um, I, I yeah. had the exact same thought. I, I kid you not. Like, the first thing I wrote down in my notes, this house showed up. I'm just like, I've seen this house before. I don't yeah. know what it is. But I've absolutely seen this house. I was like, was it, like, The Lodge? Was it Disturbia? I mean, I read somewhere, I didn't validate this, so internet, validate me. I'm pretty sure it is the house from Disturbia. It I'm pretty like sure it. they used that house in 2007 to do Disturbia, but I don't understand how, because I also love the house. Um, I love the feel of it, and it's another, it takes me to the, the second thing that I loved probably most, which was just how the house deteriorated throughout the movie. That's also um, true. 
So if you've got more to talk, go for it. But if not, we can sort of dive into some of those aesthetics. Like, no, I, I thought it was great. I hope it's the house from Disturbia because I love that house. Um, I And I, I do like how the house became uh, uh, a character, right? Apparently, according to our producer, it is not the same house, sadly. <laughs> Um, if we can find out, like, if it was used in something in else, something because else. I have seen that house. I'm not from Los Angeles. I've never <laughs> been to Los Angeles, but I feel like I've seen that house, and I feel like it was it was filmed in Los Angeles. Um, yeah, but back to like your little uh, uh, you mentioned like little jokes that kept it running. There was a time when like it was during the meteor shower, so like the very first big event that happened, um, it like hit the fireplace and stuff fell off, and um, he he just yells grandma, and I lost it because that means that grandma's ashes were sitting on the fireplace, yep. and they now fell off. And I thought that was just such a little like a little nugget of something very funny, and I I, I really enjoyed that part. Yeah, it it hits you quick when as soon as the board game started, it hit you with the grandma urn joke. It hits you with the like. Um, erasive, take erasive action um, because the kid couldn't read what evasive was. Uh, My favorite line spoken by Josh Hutcherson's character when the robot shows up, um, he's like, this is my robot. He's like, I can tell it what to do. He's like, give me a juice box, biatch. And literally wrote that line down. down. (laughs) Literally wrote that line down. It is the best line of the entire movie. It it almost makes the movie a little bit redeeming uh, in my eyes. I'm like, how how have how have I lived this long since that movie's come out and not heard anybody quote that line? Because I don't it's know. so like I feel like you know I feel maybe kids got in trouble saying it. I don't know. Um, I I I feel like if I had seen this when it came out, I would have absolutely quoted that line, hundred yep. percent. Yep, I still plan to quote that line. So that is going to yeah. be a, a steady occurrence in my life now it's in my notes so it's there forever it's in my phone forever <laughs> um i i back to the whole brother you know sibling rivalry thing i i thought it was a bit odd that they were making negotiations in space like he's like like obviously stuff is going down right like meteors are hitting the house robots are there or whatever and still as a little brother he's like well, like, what are you going to do for me? Cute, but I thought it was a little much. Yeah, the, there's a sense of they don't understand the situation that they're in. And yeah. maybe that's just like being an adult watching this movie and being like, this is not how I would respond in this tense situation. Um, the, I chalk it up to a lot of just like stress of the moment, maybe. Yeah. Because um, there's, there's other things, I think. Uh, back when like he makes the wish like he gets this first wish and it builds up to like is he gonna wish his brother to go away and and obviously that's a big part of the the plot of the movie of of them bickering back and forth and then he ends up wishing for like a Brett Favre signed football and so it's just like okay like clearly that's a terrible wish and you shouldn't have wished for it but in the stress of the like and that's what he chalks it up to he's like oh he was yelling at me and like all this stuff i was under a lot of pressure yeah yeah so i i i try kind of chalk all that up to to the stress of the moment and and not really thinking logically like an adult perhaps would yeah 
I mean, maybe that's it. And and I, I like to I, I try to see things through like you know the kids' lenses and stuff like that. It was just it was a little too far fetched and not quite funny enough. Like I I was I was watching it and I'm like, man, this is this is just kind of dragging along. Like, yes, exciting stuff was happening. Yes, explosions and robots and lizard people, which I thought I thought the production value of the lizard people were, you know, I thought it was pretty good. Fantastic. But it was just like, oh my gosh, like what what's what's happening? Let let's go production value. Um I, I, I agree with you in, in some of the, the dragging on uh, situations, but the production value, and I think this is kind of what John Favreau brings to the table, um, is he doesn't want to just CGI it. Like this is 2005. There's the 2000 CGI that he could have used throughout the duration of this movie. But instead, a lot of what he did, like going, going back to the house, which our, our producers are telling us was in South Pasadena. Um, and it was the, it was only made for this. It makes Lies. sense. Lies. Um, it, it makes sense though, because this house, they actually filmed the beginning and the end of the movie first. So they filmed all of the house intact scenes first. And then as they went through the movie, they had to film sequentially because the house was slowly deteriorating. The meteorites hit it. So it was like breaking holes through the ceiling and the floors. And then the robot comes in and smashes the place. All of those things stay throughout the duration of the movie because they filmed them first and they kept the house that same level of integrity. And then like the robot was a, a person in a robot suit. It wasn't like CGI robot. Which I love. Um, I always appreciate practical effects. Always. Absolutely. And then the lizard, I think the lizards were the best in like throwing myself into a, a kid's uh, viewing persona it it's kind of scary like yeah they the were terrifying dark, I agree. the dark scary lizards were absolutely horrifying so uh a bit of a bit of a break here we uh had a if it sounds different to you guys at home uh it's because we had a little bit of technical issues but we are back and we are thriving and zach's gonna sound better than ever now Here's to hoping. I got the new microphone, and apparently it was not working. So I don't know if I'm necessarily loud enough or whatever, but hopefully I sound better. Sounds great to me. Um, giant lizard people. Uh, they were terrifying. They had teeth that went everywhere, and like I like how you first see them, and it's like dark and shadowy with just like the the starlight or moonlight cast on them. I thought they were very well done. Out of context, I would have been terrified. Yeah, absolutely. I think the the scene where the kid kind of goes on board of the ship and has this like tense moment of trying to get the board game back before it like goes into their fire. That that's terrifying. It was actually a thrilling moment, and I was like, "This is a good reprieve from like the the seemingly I I, I don't want to say mundane because I." I don't think that it was that bad, um, but but kind of lackluster yeah. altogether movie. Yeah, just not a lot was happening. And I, that has to be the slowest conveyor belt on any <laughs> ship that I've ever or, seen. Or longest. Who knows? Or longest, yeah. It could have just been super long. And one really quick detail. If that game was, you know, a vintage game and it was made, what it, you know, out of like metal, like the tin... Wouldn't that be super hot if he touched it? 
<laughs> they acknowledge something about the heat like one time. I think when they're like messing with the the pot or whatever. Yeah. But then when they're like going to put this gigantic thing into the flames, it's like, oh, let me get it. I got it. And I'm six and nothing's hot to me. Little, little unrealistic. But <laughs> I mean, I guess it's unrealistic to a movie that is battling lizard people. And the movie takes place in space. They all still have gravity. Like there's just a lot of elements of like just suspend your like sense of reality into this movie reality. I tried to. I tried to. <laughs> um yeah, any uh, do you, did you notice any uh plot holes or anything? I mean, <laughs> I'm sure there were. Cuz I have one that really stuck out and I'm like what go for but, it. I I can't think of anything. I I wasn't necessarily looking for them. I wrote down I wasn't either. I really wasn't. I was I was trying my best to enjoy everything about this movie and not that it was <laughs> awful it just wasn't it didn't tickle my fancy as they say okay um who's lupe yeah they, they kind of dropped that in there didn't they? i'm like what is this racist like what is going on a little bit yeah Lu- lupe apparently stocks their fridge is what i remember from yeah. that yeah like the only mention of lupe is when like homeboy is eating all the food it's like lupe just went shopping who is Lupe? You live with your father. Like, who is Lupe? There's no mention of a Lupe anywhere except for one line. Uh, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's yeah. just part of the part of the backstory. Like, they wrote this whole movie, scripted it out, and they're like, yeah, like, they, they're a family. They've got, like, somebody who does their groceries, and they just decided to throw Lupe in there. I, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't have an explanation for it. And maybe it was a deleted scene. Maybe there's a, um, maybe there's a scene like you know, like in the Goonies when they when they hire the the lady for help and, um, and 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 Mouth has to talk to her and he scares her and that kind of thing. Maybe they were going for that, but didn't think about cutting that line out when they cut the scene. Um, uh, yeah, there was that, and then like I wish, I wish they would have explained like. Like, like they go into like, oh, we have, you know, you're going to appreciate this house later. Like, I mean, I guess, yes, after you're floating in space, but, uh, but what? Like dad's redoing it. I just, it was a whole lot of like build up for very small reward. Also, if you think about this movie, so they find a board game in the house. Mm-hmm. One, who knows how it got there? Cause dad just moved in the house. It's, it's a similar, like did, did it just get left there from a previous tenant? I'm of the belief that like Satan made that board game. Could be he Satan. Jumanji Could and, and uh, Zathura at the same time. Satan but, owns a board game company. So, so the game itself kind of plays into the dynamic of the family, which I think is weird. Like little boy definitely cheats. He moves his way forward. It was very evident that he definitely did it because his piece was not in the same place as the last, like every scene when the piece moves, they show the board, they show the piece moving and where it stops. All of a sudden they come back to it. Piece was too far ahead. Brother called him out and said, you always cheat at board games. Let's move it back. And so he just drags it back and then he gets called out for cheating. He gets ejected and nothing happens to the little boy. So I'm like, why? Like, that's the only thing to me that I'm just like, there is no need. Yeah. For that to have been 
the chain of events? Why did the little boy not get punished for moving it forward in the first place? Because he wouldn't have gotten caught in the family, right? The dad wouldn't, yeah. have, wouldn't have cared. It would have been all the big brother's fault. So I know so I'm Satan the little brother. Doesn't care. Like, so Satan doesn't care. <laughs> um, yeah, Satan doesn't care. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. If you have to look at it that way, um, who did he get the house from? Like, what? Give me a, a thorough origin story, but make it five minutes long. Satan like, lives in South Pasadena. He <laughs> purchased South it Pasadena. directly from him. That's end of story. That's it. That's it. This this what car designer i guess yeah. car color that ha- doesn't have a printer in his house he just he just enjoys drawing cars in his free time like that's all it is i it's guess so it's like and he's he's working remote on a saturday classic um, tim robbins you know classic tim robbins um yeah uh let's go uh into how needless uh kristen stewart's character was I mean, half the movie, she wasn't even there. It was just a life-size replica of her. So that's True. probably the best acting I've ever seen from Kristen Stewart. Absolutely. Um, can we look and sorry, see? Sorry, Kristen Stewart, if you're listening. <laughs> if, if you're listening to this. Can we look and see uh, in our production team? Can you guys look and see how much money she got paid for this movie? Uh, couldn't have been a lot. Oh, because it I... was before Twilight and all that kind of stuff. Uh, couldn't have been a lot of money. She, she, her her role and i don't discredit kristen stewart as an actress for this specific movie yeah as much as i do the writing for her like her story arc is also absolutely useless throughout it the duration of this really movie. is she she's the teen girl who she sleeps in late she like basically just closes all the blinds and just sleeps all day then when she gets up she's getting ready to go on a date with a boy and so she's trying to like go to the bathroom and get ready she gets frozen for the middle half of the movie. <laughs> yeah. And then she wakes up, immediately falls in love with Dak Shepard's eyes, which arguably I don't blame her in that scenario I mean, they're, because they're, it's Dax Shepard. They're nice. Right? They're nice. I yeah. agree with that. And that's it. Like that that is her whole purpose of this movie. Why? Yeah, yeah. Why was she I, there? I don't know. Like it doesn't she literally, sorry, Kristen, adds nothing to the story at all. Like if there was no love interest for Dak Shepard or what I say, I say big air quotes around love interest for Dak Shepard. It wouldn't have changed it. It wouldn't have bettered it. It wouldn't have worsened it. Like I don't, she was, she was the cat Dennings of this movie uh, is what she was. Our producers have just brought this up uh, to my attention. Um, they they say there's also the random kids dissolving into themselves bizarre plot hole bizarre twist plot hole here's the thing if you haven't seen the movie sorry spoiler alert it's been what 15 16 years um Dak Shepard is the older brother so uh Dak Shepard comes back on to the ship which means are there two realities I I think that this is just like an alternate universe that the the game takes you into because like the house doesn't actually get destroyed. So like it must be taking you to some imagination land where anything can be any like it doesn't get explained. I don't know. Well, see, in Jumanji, the house gets destroyed, but you also see like the house coming back together. You see all the vines leaving and all that happen. It It just gets sucked into a black hole and it's like, nope, we're in one piece now. And that's it. So when they give the twist of like Dax Shepard 
is also Josh Hutcherson. One, you kind of pick up on it if you're an adult who's watching this movie. There's a lot of ties to that theory throughout the movie. Um, yeah. But then two, it's like, okay, like, great. It doesn't do a good job of saying, hey, this is why. Because yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, so does he know about the game beforehand? Because he said 15 years ago. So does that mean that's Dak Shepard from like 2020? And he's... This game is a time machine. You can just like go into the game think about the world and then your younger self brings you back and you're like this is all you need to know here's the lottery numbers for this day this time go do it this this is uh, give me the satan game you know and and hopefully dak shepherd well actually if you think about it dak shepherd has failed us because if he was in 2020 and he didn't stop what's going on in 2015 uh or 20 2005 <laughs> he's a garbage person sorry dak shepherd way to go dak shepherd you're getting your life together but you should have saved us from COVID, you know. You're you're now the cat dinnings of this scenario. <laughs> um okay, let's five minutes left. Oh god, about five minutes left. You wanna uh, you wanna rate we, this? Or what let's rate it rate it and compare it to uh compare it to the wine. We we didn't do that last week as well, That's but true. we can do yeah. that for this week. Yeah. Well do you last, want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Last time was just a peach of a movie, too. Um <laughs> Oh yes, I will compare it to. Should we compare first and then rate, or rate then compare? Compare then rate. Let's do that. Okay, I will compare this bad boy not to a wine because it's a, uh, a not so good children's movie. I'm gonna compare it to Tang. Okay. Because Tang is what the astronauts drink, and Tang uh, is also something that you mix and is. And can be very powdery, but also have some okay, okay things about it. And I thought some of this was redeemable and cute. Like the uh, what's the kid's name? Bobo is that his real name? Uh, um, Jonah Bobo. Yeah, Jonah Bobo. Danny. I thought he was adorable. He got hella annoying, but he was adorable. <laughs> um, so like that's the good, that's the smooth part of Tang. But other than that, it was just yes, Tang. It's a kick in the glass. Okay. All right. Tang, if you're um, listening, uh, hit us up on some sponsorships. Yeah, we we could we could be sponsored by Tang. I we could be sponsored. I grew I, up on Tang. I I do I love, love Tang. It. I do. I do as I do. well. Um, but it probably might be a little one of those bit more things... than this movie. <laughs> but I hope it's not a nostalgic love, though. I hope it's not like you love Tang because it was good when you were a kid, but now it's like, yeah, oh, this. Yeah. Yeah, and I haven't I haven't had it in years, so who knows? Um, exactly. Tang still hit us up for that sponsorship. I'll try it again. I'm sure I'll love it. We're open. Yeah. I, I, I'll go the same route. I won't compare it to a wine. It's a children's movie. Nobody should com- compare a wine to a no, children's movie. they're not old enough. Um, so I'm going to go Capri Sun. I think just Ooh. the space. I love the retro aspect of this movie. The board game was very, like, nostalgic, as you True. say. And, and it just has, like, a, a nice galactic feel. Um, True. True. Between the Capri Sun and the movie. So that that's where I'm at. I don't remember having a Capri Sun anytime recently either. So maybe it's good. Maybe it's bad. Kind of falls probably in the middle. Yeah. It's, it's like one of those things you look forward to, but then you realize there's just not enough there for you because you're <laughs> exactly. an adult and you need exactly. more. Right. Uh, Dax Shepard's eyes and 
the retro factor is like the Capri Sun that you love, but everything else is it not being fulfilling enough. It's just, it's just not satisfying enough. <laughs> you just can't do it. Um, I'll let, well, uh, go ahead and rate it. You, I'll let you rate it first. I I love John Favreau. I of love course. this cast. I met Josh Hutcherson years ago when I was in the Hunger Games film. Uh, shout right. out to myself being a co-star <laughs> right. with Josh Hutcherson. Right. Um, I I think this movie is a a good resume booster for a lot of these people. It, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. so many of them came to be great stars. Um, and I want to put one more fun fact in there. Josh Hutcherson, Jonah Bobo, and Kristen Stewart all ended up starring in films where Julianne Moore was their mother. Um, so oh. Hutcherson in The Kids Are All Right, Bobo in Crazy Stupid Love, and Stewart in Still Alice. I think that's an interesting thing. So I have this theory that Julianne Moore is the mother in this whole scenario. Because um, you never see her. You never see you her. You don't. You don't see the mother. So Let's hope so. There's, there's that. The production value, I, I think, is is underrated um, just because John Favreau is a, a legend. Uh, I don't think I'm going to rewatch it though. It, it's not one of those movies. I'll probably give it a four out of 10. Give it a four out of 10. Okay. Okay. Um, you did make a lot of really good points. Now I'm thinking about like, is, is she the mother? Cause like they're divorced. <laughs> I know like, it fits. It tracks. Like, uh, okay. Someone out there. Uh, side note before I do that, I will cash app anyone $5 if they can find Zach in the Hunger Games movie. I will <laughs> cash luck. app them. We, yep. We all look like generic white males. Good luck. I, I couldn't find him. I was, I was, I, I challenged myself. I could not find him. I circled some other just white dude. That's all I did. Did look, did look like me though. He did. He really did. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So production value was great. Uh, script. Mm. Kind of chunky peanut butter. Not really my favorite. There were some really good jokes. Um, you know, uh, the, the juice box line, classic. Um, but just because just because of the Lupe thing and the fact that Kristen Stewart is the worst sister ever, I'm also going to go four. I'm going to give it a four out okay. of ten. Um, and that's – I won't say that's being generous because I think that's fair. I think that's right – down party lines i think four out of ten is what it truly deserves go watch anything else that john favreau has made please anything literally anything it's fantastic i'm sure and he is just a fantastic director this just isn't his best work it was a learning experience it was it really was um so let's 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 get what's our next movie let's let's spin that wheel and let's find out what our next uh, what is this, every two weeks? Either way, our next movie is Praise God. I'll go ahead and announce this. It is 1982 Rambo First Blood directed by Ted Kotcheff. I think that's how you say his name, Ted. I'm sorry God if you're bless listening. you. Uh, right? <laughs> um, so... With that being said, grab your unlimited ammunition. Uh, and your s- s- handkerchief or scarf that you wear as a, a headdress. <laughs> and meet me in Seattle. 
Is that where Rambo takes place? I, don't, I haven't seen Rambo, Rambo. First Blood takes place in uh, okay. Washington State. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm excited. I'm so excited. All right. Until next time, I'm Zachary Washaleski. And I am Gary T. Moore. And Thanks for listening to Cinema Somalia. Cinema Somalia.